Welcome everyone. I'm Will Laughlin with Guidestone and you're joining us on another episode of Faith-Based Investing with Guidestone Funds. Uh, Today's episode uh, is going to be a little bit different. Last episode, we spent some time walking through what scripture actually says about wealth uh, and, and talking around the concepts of the Bible and money and what there is to say about that. This episode, we want to shift gears a little bit. Today, I'm joined by Brandon Pizzurro, who is the Director of Public Markets for Guidestone. He's the Senior Portfolio Manager for our Guidestone Funds and somebody that I've spent a lot of time talking to about impact investments for uh, the many years that we've been thinking about this concept and um, really helped us in bringing some things to market uh, that consumers can't actually access. So, Brandon, thanks for joining us. Great. Thanks for having me today, Will. I appreciate it. Looking forward to unpacking impact a bit more, something we've been talking a lot about internally, and now we're getting the word out more externally. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, when I think about what we've done in the impact space, what what you um, brought to the table, just what Guidestone's done there, right? It was, I guess, north of three years ago. I mean, that's kind of, it was pre-pandemic, which seems like, you know, forever ago, I think for most people. Um, but we were thinking about, you know, what we always do here at Guidestone. What is the either the next thing for investors or, or what's missing out there? What what could we be doing for for our Christian investing public? And impact was one of these things that was relatively new in the market. It was kind of almost segmented off for really just truly institutional investors. And, and so we were thinking, what could we do that that makes sense for retail investors? And at the same time, what could be uniquely Christian? So, right, your job as a portfolio manager is is thinking about how can investors meet their goals. So then in thinking about impact, right, what first came to mind when when you thought about this concept of impact investing? Yeah, you're you're really taking me back to that first discussion we had in in David Speaker, our chief investment officer's office, uh, pre-pandemic, again, in in eternity ago where we were initially thinking about how do we bring this down to the retail public. And, and really, I think first and foremost, we had to think about what's the spectrum on which we look to invest, right? We have our restricted list and adhering to our the bedrock of who we are, our faith-based investing and our values there. Uh, but then really kind of taking that full force across the spectrum and thinking all the way to the other end and thinking about true impact. But then we also had to think about how do we package it, to your point, of bringing it down to the retail investor in a, in a mutual fund, daily liquid product, something that uh, clearly your, your average individual investor could access and not just some big institution. So it's been a, a really remarkable three years of doing the research, thinking about how to, how to put some of those complexities together and really think about that. But uh, we've come full circle, and I think we've, we've crafted a couple of solutions here that really strike at the heart of both who Guidestone is and also striking at the heart is, you know, to the absolute best of our ability, gaining impact through public investments. Yeah, no. Uh, and that I think is is what is so unique about the concept of impact investments is creating something that really connected with what an investor's wants are from a value perspective, the things they're passionate about, but at the same time trying to allow them to hit their investment return objectives. And and I think one of the things that that comes to mind most for me, right? You know, you talked about where we conceptualized this idea in David's office like that was kind of the incubating point for it. One of the other distinctive moments I remember 
and this is once kind of the pandemic was set in, I was actually, you know, and, and people can't go anywhere at this point in time or you're like limited what you can do. Um, I'd gone somewhere with my wife and they were limiting one person there. So I was sitting in my car in a parking garage uh, of a large building and I'm talking to you after one of our meetings about this concept and I said, okay, Brandon, I get it. There's a message we can take there, but does the investment case hold water? And, and you, I mean, unequivocally, you just said, yes, I as I did the digging, I mean, you, and you admittedly, right. Yeah. You were a little bit skeptical of the notion of, could we make the, the, the investments, it's the a performance case, make it. Sure. And you said, no, I've looked under the hood. I was actually kind of floored by some of the managers that we found in this space and, and what some of these people are doing around impact. And, and that kind of solidified for me at least, okay, I think this can work. And so let's talk about what that first iteration looked like, right? What did we bring to market first? And and then talk a little bit about what we learned from that. Sure. So, you know, to your point, we're really seeking that nice intersection of financial returns and positive impact and being able to, you know, kind of cross pollinate both of those ideas and, and culminate into one investment thesis and, and thought really was was our, our task at hand. And, and to your point, you know, once we started doing the digging, you know, tasked one of the, the lead analysts on my team to, to work with me on this, we found that it, it was possible. And it's a very small cohort of of firms that are doing such a thing and doing it right and doing it with the the measurement and all of the requisite skill. But at the same time, you also have to be good at stock and bond picking at the end of the day. So what we did, you know, again, our, we stepped back about three years with the concept. About two years ago, we launched our global impact fund, which was a, a nice mix of stocks and bonds combined. And, and our initial thesis was, are we bringing to market something that has a little bit of everything for anyone that's seeking impact? It was our, our all-in-one solution, our one-stop shop. And, and that was really what was our thesis was predicated on, that we could bring something like that. What we realized, though, in practice is that it's, it's difficult for an investor to try to piece together something that's a mixture of stocks and bonds in their typical asset allocation construct. Uh, they might have wanted more of the stock piece or less of the bond piece. Uh, but when we're setting it and managing it for them, uh, they didn't have that capability. You could also have someone that's really aggressive that doesn't really want any fixed income exposure, or maybe they're getting their fixed income exposure somewhere else. And so through the iteration of, of letting that fund run for about the last two years, we realized, you know, it might make a lot of sense now that we feel like we've got a good handle on how to invest in the space to break the fund up into two distinct funds, which we just did several weeks ago. And that's launching our, our equity fund and our, our fixed income fund separately. So now you have a capability to plug in to the degree that you choose a little bit of each of those. And, and we've done that internally. We're kind of uh, taking that model and running with it. So we've been able to utilize both of those funds in very distinct allocations amongst our fund of funds offerings. And uh, previously, we weren't able to have impact in one of our fund of funds that was all, all stocks, all stock exposure. And now we can. We can use just our impact equity fund to fulfill that need. So it's been a, it's been a good learning experience. We've vetted a lot of great managers in the space. But we're really happy to have these two standalone to be able to toggle between and for end investors to be able to make that choice for themselves. Good. Well, you know, going back to the the global impact fund, right? The what we set out to do, and this was we wanted to create something distinctly Christian, right? There was impact investing going on out in the marketplace, but again, we wanted it to be distinctly Christian. So as we were going through that manager search process, you were going through. We honed in and said, what is it that we want people to emphasize and can we find people to do that? So we settled in on our three themes, sanctity of life and spreading the gospel, 
human dignity and advancement, and stewardship of God's creation. So with those, right, that gives us different things that we can tap into in different areas. Now, those three themes, we continued that on with the new funds? We did. Yeah, we have the same three themes as our as our pillars for both of the two new funds. So with equity, right, you're investing in public companies. You are seeking companies that are trying to make a difference out there. Are, are there different things that you can kind of do when we think about getting at the impact? Is it different for an equity manager than a bond manager? It is. You know, so if you step back just one layer, you, you alluded to our three pillars that we've created internally. And I think those are, are fantastic examples of what type of impact we're trying to have. Um, any manager that's truly in the impact space, one of the hallmarks of what they're doing is having a framework. And so the managers that we're seeking to hire, they have their own internal framework. And what we've done through many hours of discussion is carefully crafted a, a mapping, so to speak, of what their framework and their particular themes are and mapping those into R3. And so that's uh, that's one of the key elements is having that alignment and then seeing impact through both our eyes and the, the end investor's eyes and the manager's eyes where we're investing. And so one of the things I think we have to think a lot about is um, within public equity space, it's going to be different than fixed income. So maybe a couple of examples, just broadly, if you're thinking about the equity impact fund, these are publicly traded stocks. So the, the heart of impact has to really get at what is the company doing in particular? And that's the directs and the indirects. What are they doing as an organization? What's When you think of X company, what is it that they do in the marketplace? But then you also have to think about and our managers are thinking about some of the fundamental squishiness around how are they run as a company? How do they treat their people? How do they go about having philanthropic efforts above and beyond what they're just doing in their day-to-day -day and what their day job is, so to speak? And so the impact, the equity impact exposure that we have is going to focus around several kind of key themes. And we think a lot about health, uh, safety, uh, sustainable property and finance. And, and what does that mean? I mean, those are the type of companies that are health insurance companies, um, public safety equipment. You think a lot about just salmonella outbreaks and things along those lines that that make the headlines quite often. Uh, food and drug testing. You know, a lot of those things that go into making for a higher quality of life and capability for us to to live more more fully. Um, those things can be struck at from an equity standpoint. I would also mention from a sustainable property and finance standpoint, um, bringing affordable housing to bear, um, creating digital payments and financial technology that allows the underbanked and the underserved to come to the, the world financial table, so to speak. So there's a lot of those type of themes that can permeate inside of the equity fund. Okay. So then maybe let's shift it over to the bond side, right? I, I know there um, – with the bond market, right, you get some more specialized access to things or at least more targeted access to things. So so kind of thinking about one of our key themes being sanctity of life, right, we, we think about abortion being one of the restrictions, at least on the screen out side of things For within sure. in, in our other public funds, right? We know that there are certain – root causes that have strong correlations to abortion, like housing insecurity and um, lack of wage opportunity, if you will, for, for people because of lack of education. So maybe talk about some of the things that we can tap into in the fixed income market that get at that sanctity of life element. Sure. Yeah. You know, so, and to be clear too, you know, we're still using our restricted list and, and screening out those names and these two funds, just like we are for the entire Guidestone Fund suite. 
So on the bond side of the equation, we can be pretty specific and customized. We've we've worked really hard with the the manager that we've hired inside of that fund to to create a, a portfolio that's not only uh, as 100% impact as they would natively see it, but also guiding them and skewing them in ways that, that the type of impact that we wish to have. So further to your point, in terms of serving the underserved from a housing standpoint, you're right. There's a, there's plenty of secular studies out there that would show that um, women that feel like they have a place to stay and, and have security and, and a home life for their child uh, are, are much more willing to go through with that pregnancy and, and bring that child to, to this world. And so by allowing the investments to help the low to moderate income, single women, head of household type of investment, uh, we can really help place them in homes in an indirect way. And so there's a lot of customization for mortgage bonds for talking business and finance again. Uh, that's one way that we kind of strike at that. There's a lot of other opportunities from just a municipal bond issues that help from an impact standpoint overall. Uh, we can get into some of the examples if you'd like, but uh, striking back at the the heart of who we are and, and really thinking about the sanctity of life, that's one of the key areas that we've honed in on that you can get at from a, a public market standpoint. All right. So those are things that we see that were secular themes that have strong correlation impact. What about some distinctly Christian things? Yeah, this is the the type of thing that we get really excited about that we've been able to have, again, that financial benefit, but also having a, a distinctly Christian impact. So we've been able to pick up individual issues for uh, faith-based home care, uh, Christian universities. These are SBA loans. These are sometimes corporate credit. Uh, but we've been able to find areas where we've been able to have a direct Christian impact. Um some of the faith-based home care that I just referenced is, is helping to support either uh, adults that need essentially kind of full-time daycare needs in their older age and also supporting just foster children as well, but distinctly through a Christian organization. And so that's what we're really proud of, especially on the bond side, that we're able to pick up uh, some directly Christian-oriented financial investments. And I'm thinking back to one other, and and you can provide a little more color on this to me. We've also had some Christian charter schools uh, that we've supported. Yes, we have debt through as well. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so with that, it's it's traditional education. In a lot of those cases, right, we're doing low income communities. That's the focus of the charter school area, um, but they are Christian organizations providing a Christian atmosphere. That's in right. The educational space. Yep. Starting from kindergarten there and your charter school example up through several of the uh, Christian universities that we have bonds backing those, helping to continue to help them fund their operations, uh, you know, raise the next generation of Christian leaders from college age and allowing them to get out into the world with that worldview. Okay, good. All right. So I want to shift gears a little bit from the investment side of, of what we do with these funds. Um, but talk about the extra level of impact that we are trying to generate through contributions that we make. Yeah, that's a, a really exciting part or element of these two funds. So if Guidestone's going to have impact funds, we wanted to ensure that they are certainly going to have this Christian hue. And, and by having some of this philanthropic endeavor to it, uh, that really allows us to put our dollars where we want them to go. So by donating 20% of the revenue we make off of these funds, uh, we've donated $300,000 to date to several organizations that we believe are, are very missioned aligned with who Guidestone is. Um, the Psalm 139 Project, for example, is one um, that helps women uh, in kind of a crisis pregnancy situation with unplanned pregnancies and, and helping install sonograms inside of these crisis pregnancy centers so they can see the life that's inside them. Uh, we've given money directly to a local Prestonwood Pregnancy Center here in town uh, to help with similar type of uh, concept. But we've also given money to missionary organizations that help basically back the missionaries out in the fields of Venezuela, Nigeria, et cetera, um, really to be their, their infrastructure when they're out there doing the Lord's work. So 
We continue to be excited about that prospect. The larger the fund grows, the more revenue we have to give to these type of organizations. We outline that on our website. We want to be very transparent about where we're giving money. And we're really proud of what we've been able to do so far. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that was right. That was the one thing we said, okay, we can find impact. We can find Christian themes that we are able to invest in. But when we get back to that, again, that key theme or pillar of sanctity of life and spreading the gospel, right, that was the one that was in some cases a little tougher to invest in. And we wanted to make sure that we really hit that mark because that mattered so much to the Christian investor that we serve. And with that, we are able to focus on those contributions and, and specifically hone in on that area. And I'm glad you touched on the mission work there um, because that's the – I think to me – we understood where we'd go with the sanctity of life contributions and, and what we could do, but some of the great organizations that we can partner through, these established mission-sending organizations that we work with, we're able to find things, yes, like a medical mission in Venezuela that was providing evangelism through being able to provide access to medicine um, that, that people struggle to get in Venezuela, um, or one of the programs that we funded in Africa that focused on not only evangelism, but it was focused on entrepreneurship, right? Which I think is a cool tie-in for someone that that is in the investments world that we were evangelizing, but we were teaching entrepreneurship to, in particular, this was widows, right? Widows yeah. that were trying to support children. Um, we were not only through this funding able to help provide education to the children and provide evangelism, but we were teaching relevant business skills for people to be able to sustain themselves. So again, we've got impact investments there, but then we're getting at it through the donations element. Yeah, very much within our purview. You know, not everyone's called to the pulpit. And so uh, we're applying our trade in the investment industry with a, with a Christian lens on it. And so you're right. I mean, being able to, to give money to an organization that has some hue to what it is that we do in, in some respects, mm -hmm. uh, but being able to have that positive impact through there is, is rewarding. And uh, we won't rest until we continue to have more of this type of impact within our fund. I mean, we are we are restless for additional type of uh, impact like this. Yeah, good. Well, you know, I, I think that was it, right? This all comes back to this idea that we we didn't want something to just be uh, a sort of pie in the sky idea, right? We we looked at this, we tried to determine does this hold water, and can we make this accessible? Can we, you know, I, I think the phrase I mentioned to you yesterday is, can we kind of democratize this for mm -hmm. people? Can we bring this down to the individual investor level to give something to people that they can tap into, that they can be passionate about, but at the same time, still work towards achieving what their particular investment objectives are? Right. I mean, we don't want to sacrifice what it is that we're, we're here to do employed by Guidestone, and that's to provide financial returns and to help people retire well. And to the extent that we can do that, we need to make sure we can cross-pollinate that, that idea and that concept with the impact framework. And, and we believe we've, we've struck a nice balance between these two. Okay. Well, I want to throw one thing to you that we didn't talk about yesterday. So, so feel free to think through your response to this. But was there anything that surprised you or caught you off guard when you started going down this path and looking at impact? Yeah, I, I, you know, it caused us to have a lot of conversations that we don't normally with the end investment groups that we're, we're putting money with. You know, they know who we are, unambiguously Christian. They know about a restricted list and they adhere to that. But when you start thinking about and talking about impact with them, you have to really have uh, a lot more authentic, more robust discussion about what it means to invest through a Christian lens. And 
I spent truly countless hours on the phone with our counterparties talking through, here's here's what we do like, here's what we don't like, here's the type of impact we're seeking to have. So it was uh, somewhat surprising the degree to which we had to really get into the nitty gritty of that. And we took that seriously because I, I think in a lot of cases, uh, we have to think of ourselves as, as being a witness uh, from our own investment standpoint. And so um, sharing with them lovingly how we want to have impact and kind of introducing them to some of these concepts that might be foreign to some of the people we're discussing that with was enlightening, uh, difficult at times, and something that we put a lot of effort in to make sure we got right. Yeah. Well, all right. I like that answer because the the thing that, that you highlight there when people get to see us what is unique about this traditionally when investment managers have worked with us right they work with us you mentioned this our, our restricted list that, that we work off of so often they see what it is that that we might potentially stand against um this gave us an additional framework to help them understand as christians um what we stand for right, right. um not just getting to be the salt but also be getting to be the light um and, and i love that concept that we're able to bring that you can bring to people in the secular world um who might not be believers when you guys are, are working through your normal portfolio management process yeah that's right and they've they've really embraced it too i mean we've found partners on the investment side that respect wholly embrace enjoy the type of impact they're allowing us to have and so it's uh, it's been mutually beneficial thus far, and we look forward to growing these funds. We look forward to growing the uh, the impact suite over time to the extent we can. So it's been a, a nice avenue for Guidestone to continue the the long lineage of being true to who we are, uh, but also seeking to provide that financial benefit for our investors. All right. Well, Brandon, man, thank you for spending time with us and um, really helping our audience understand, one, what is impact, what we're going for, um, but really you as a portfolio manager, what your heart was behind this and what you try to go out and do for our investors each and every day. Sure. Thanks for having me on. It's been great talking impact. Uh, hopefully we can do it again. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us for this episode of Faith-Based Investing with Guidestone Funds. We look forward to putting more content out for you in the market. Uh, for those of you listening, if you have any questions, go to guidestonefunds.com uh, to look for specific content as well as to reach out to your Guidestone representative if you have any questions. Thanks so much. As of December 31st, 2022, Guidestone Funds has $15.2 billion in assets, which makes Guidestone Funds the nation's largest faith-based mutual fund family. No other faith-based fund family exceeds Guidestone Funds in asset size. There can be no guarantee that any strategy, risk management, or otherwise will be successful. All investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. The fund's impact investing criteria could cause the fund to perform differently compared to funds that do not apply such criteria. Successful application of the fund's impact investing strategy will depend upon the advisor's and each sub-advisor's skill in properly identifying and analyzing impact investing issues. Investments made may not generate the amount of positive impact that was intended when the investment was made. Diversification does not assure a profit nor protect against loss in a declining market. Funds invested in accordance with the faith-based investment restrictions of Guidestone Financial Resources may not be able to take advantage of certain investment opportunities due to these restrictions, which may adversely affect investment performance. An investment in the fund involves risks that can significantly affect the fund's performance, including credit risk, equity risk, fixed income securities risk, foreign securities risk, and market risk. Impact Bond 
An investment in the fund involves risks that can significantly affect the fund's performance, including credit risk, below investment grade securities risk, derivatives risk, mortgage and asset-backed securities risk, faith-based investing risk, fixed income securities risk, foreign securities risk, and market risk. Impact Equity An investment in the fund involves risks that can significantly affect the fund's performance, including equity risk, faith-based investing risk, foreign securities risk, derivatives risk, market risk, and futures and options risk. New Fund Risk These funds are new with limited operating history, and there can be no assurance that the funds will grow to or maintain an economically viable size, in which case the funds may not be able to achieve their investment objective. Foreign Securities Risk Obligations of securities of foreign issuers may be negatively affected by political events, economic conditions, or inefficient, illiquid, or unregulated markets in foreign countries. You should carefully consider the investment objectives, risk, charges, and expenses of the funds before investing. For a copy of the prospectus with this and other information about the funds, call 1-888-GS-FUNDS, 1-888-473-8637, or visit guidestonefunds.com funds to view or download a prospectus. You should read the prospectus carefully before investing. Shares of Guidestone Funds are distributed by Foresight Funds Distributors, LLC, a registered broker-dealer and underwriter of the funds, not an advisor affiliate. Foresight is not a registered investment advisor and does not provide investment advice. Guidestone Capital Management, LLC, a controlled affiliate of Guidestone Financial Resources, provides investment advisory services for the funds.